welcome to the Women's Investor Community Podcast. I'm Diana Ritchie. Topic for today's episode, what is financial freedom? And the first question you should ask yourself is, why do I care? Why should I spend time thinking about this? And I think the short answer here is that we're often fed a bill of goods around financial freedom, meaning we're given definitions that are alternately um, unhelpful or unattainable. For example, financial freedom is having so much money that you don't even know what to do with it. You know, your five times great grandfather was an oil baron and your family has billions of dollars and you were just born with a trust fund with billions of dollars in it. That's financial freedom. And sure, that's one definition, but it doesn't help the vast majority of us. Um, The other definition, of course, is retirement. That's a common one. So this concept that financial freedom is work your entire life, save your money in a retirement account, and then hopefully at age 65, you'll get to start living the life of your dreams. And that is also a definition of financial freedom, but again, maybe not helpful um, for many of us. So today, um, we'll explore what financial freedom is. And to me, this breaks down into two parts. Financial freedom is an external component, and financial freedom also has an internal component. So let's talk about each one of those components in turn. First, the external component of financial freedom. Um, It is true, financial freedom um, very much has some objective measures and um, there is an element of having money in the bank that is definitely a contributor to financial freedom. So to me, there are four components here. Um, The first one is I want to have a checking account that has enough money in it, enough cushion in it, that I don't really have to think hard about what I spend. I don't have to worry that the account's going to be overdrawn. I don't have to, you know, track every penny that comes in and out. I don't have to stick to a tight budget. I have a checking account that has enough money in it that I can spend freely and live my life. Component number two, when I think of financial freedom, is, of course, income. And in the traditional definition of financial freedom, people say, oh, well, you're financially free if you live off of passive income. In other words, if you don't have to work for your income. What is passive income? Passive income here in this concept is you have a pool of savings, a pool of money, a pool of capital, and you invest that capital into things that produce passive financial income like dividends and interest or even rental income. So to make this more concrete, you know, maybe you have someone has a million dollars and they invest it into stocks that pay them dividends every quarter. They invest it into bonds that pay them income every six months. And they invest in a rental property where the tenants pay them rent every month. And that dividend income from the stocks, the interest income from the bonds, and the rental income from the real estate 
covers all of that person's living expenses. So they have passive income. Passive income, um, again, the traditional concept of financial freedom is you have income and you don't have to work for it. But in this income category, I would also add um, income from work if that work doesn't feel so much like work. In other words, if you are one of those people who loves your work, who lives out your life's purpose through your work, your reason for being on this planet through your work, you can't ever imagine retiring. You don't ever want to retire or stop working. Then I would loosen the definition to include income from work that you love. So bottom line, component number two of financial freedom is that you have income and that income can be from passive investments, or it can be from work that you love. The third component to financial freedom is a nest egg. And the concept of a nest egg um, is often confused, right? Because we're talking a pool of, about a pool of money that is your vehicle for building wealth. And when I talk about building wealth, a lot of people automatically say, well, I don't want to just build wealth for the sake of building wealth because that seems greedy to me. Um, and, you know, on the other hand, the, the opposite end of that spectrum is if you don't have any kind of nest egg, if you don't have any kind of, you know, wealth building or long-term savings, then you, by definition, are living paycheck to paycheck. And so when we talk about a nest egg, um, my contention is that every girl needs one. Yes, money is energy and it needs to flow. So the idea is not to dam up wealth and accumulate wealth for the sake of accumulating wealth. But it's also not good to live without any kind of cushion because life itself is a flow and we don't know what's going to come at us, right? We don't know. Tomorrow you might wake up and decide that you want to buy a dream home in Hawaii, a second home in Hawaii. And if you have a nest egg, you can do that. You might um, get sick or a parent or a child might get sick and you might have to stop working. And if you have a nest egg, you can take two years off to, to take care of whatever you need to take care of in life. You may wake up tomorrow and decide that you want to travel the world for the next six years. And if you have a nest egg, you can do that. Point being, every girl needs a nest egg, a long-term pool of capital. And then the fourth external component to financial freedom, in my mind, is to not have any debt. And I know that's controversial because certainly sometimes debt is necessary. Like if you're buying a house, arguably one of the biggest purchases of your life, um, you know, you may need to take out some money to do that. You need, may need to borrow to make a purchase that big. Um, it is also true that sometimes debt makes economic sense. For example, back in those days where you used to be able to get 0% financing to buy a car, let's say, you know, it, it absolutely makes sense to borrow money in that context because you're not paying any interest. Um, 
So certainly I acknowledge sometimes debt is necessary. Sometimes debt makes economic sense. However, for the purposes of our concept, our definition of financial freedom, I think financial freedom is not owing anything to anyone for any reason. So to recap, the picture of financial freedom from an external perspective, in other words, from a you know, actual dollars in the bank perspective is, you know, a checking account that's big enough that you don't have to think about it, income, a nest egg, and no debt. And that is a picture that I set out not to say that that's where you should be today, but to give us a working framework for what we're aiming for in our personal financial life. One one way to think about how you might want to set things up. Okay. The second piece of the financial freedom definition is the internal piece. And this is a little more nuanced, but there are two concepts here. Um, the first concept is that financial freedom is between your ears in many respects. And the second concept is that your internal life in many ways shapes what manifests in your world. So let me illustrate. On the first point, let's take the extreme archetype, the extreme caricature of a man. He lives in New York. He's 55 years old. He's been a Wall Street banker for his entire career. And he has amassed, he's worth $200 million. And this man says that he wants to spend more time with his family. He wants to focus on his health. He wants to spend more time outside. But he also says, you know what? I'm just going to work a few more years, right? I, I just want, I'm just not quite ready to quit. And if that is, the case, um, let us assume for a moment, let's psychologically profile, let's make some assumptions. Let's assume that he doesn't want to quit because his self-worth is so tied up in his identity as a banker that he actually feels like he can't quit because he doesn't know who he'll be. And to me, this is a case where, yes, this man has $200 million in the bank. So by all external definitions, he is financially free. But because his self-worth is still tied to something external, in this case, his job title, he actually isn't free. He's not financially free and he's um, you know, not, not free kind of by any definition of the word. And so I tell this story to illustrate that financial freedom does have an internal component. And the other concept here is that um, and this is a little bit more esoteric, but if you believe that we are put on this planet to, to take the journey, right, that we're here because our souls have lessons that they want to learn, then so much of life is really about discovering and getting back to your core authentic self. And the more we peel the onion layers that are covering up and obscuring our core authentic self, the more things will start to flow in our lives. This includes money. So the more you do the work of getting back to your core authentic self, 
the more the universe is able to send you um, not only the money and the resources, but also the situations and relationships that support your true core authentic desires. And so when I talk about this onion layer, the things I'm envisioning here are, you know, societal programming, societal expectations, these notions of what you should do or what you should buy or what your life should look like. I'm thinking of childhood programming, which in many ways is synonymous with societal programming, right? All the things you picked up in childhood about what's good, what's bad, what's acceptable, what you'll be loved for, and what you won't be loved for. I'm also talking about, you know, if you believe in past lives, past life trauma that you're here to work through and resolve. And even things like ancestral trauma can can play into this. These are all layers of that onion that we are here to peel. And so you might be asking, what does all this psychological damage and psychobabble have to do with personal finance, investing, and my bank account? And the answer is, again, the more we peel this onion layer, the more we unblock the things that are holding back, holding us back from living our most authentic life, the more the universe will step in with the resources and the money that we need in order to, to live that most authentic version of ourselves. So to recap, the internal component of financial freedom is the internal work. In other words, financial freedom isn't just about having a certain number in the bank. Financial freedom is also about working through what's in your, what's between your ears, what's in your head, what's in your conscious and your subconscious, so that you can live a life that is most authentic to you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Women's Investor Community Podcast. Of course, if you have questions about money or your personal finances, please feel free to drop us a voice note from the homepage at dianaritchie.com.